Hey everybody, welcome to the Exeter Show. I am Chris, and I just lost my mouse. It fell down. Uh, I'm in trouble. Catch it by the tail. Yes. <laughs> I like. You know, there was there was a night in college when a chipmunk got in our hall, and me and another RA were trying to corral it and get it out, and he went to put his foot down to keep the chipmunk from running in one direction, but was a little slow on the step down. Stepped no. on the tail, but the chipmunk kept going. No. Speaking of speaking oh, of rodents and tail. <laughs> I was gonna say I think I, I think I heard that story before, but no, I did not remember that ending. <laughs> yeah, I won't name him by name and throw him under the bus. But he did detail this uh <laughs> yeah, we can be careful I'm sure there's I mean I'm sure there's people listening all over the country. Oh, oh, wouldn't yeah. they be yeah. logging in right yeah. now? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we got a half hour. Uh, I had a couple things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, I had to apologize. No show last week, and it wasn't that no one wanted to do it. I was feeling like crap. So I laid down. I put my head down. The next thing I knew, I woke up after midnight, and or maybe it was before midnight, and I slept for the show. Um. I was telling Joe about this a little bit before our program. I have a stomach ache that I feel like my whole stomach is like just, you know, flopping all over the place. I've got a backache and I've got, what else do I have? Is it a headache? Yeah, a little bit of a headache. And nothing is like, my gosh, I got to go to the emergency room. But all three together are really depressing. And the other thing... It's because the entirety of your body is still trying to process the bone-dry Big Mac you had a month ago. (laughs) I have one tonight, too. It was great. (laughs) No, yeah. It's just like squeezing and pushing that thing through. Yeah, definitely. Well, I talked to my wife, and she's like, you eat garbage. But then, you know, tonight... (laughs) Wow. I, mean, I like that she I like that she sugarcoated that for you. <laughs> it's been a busy week. My wife's busy. I've been busy. So I'm like, I'm gonna take the kids out for a while. But my daughter loves when daddy takes her McDonald's because she can eat. And yep. Uh she wants the ice cream at the end. I'm like, what am I yep. gonna eat? So I have my bone dry Big Mac, which tastes like garbage, and now my stomach's a little rumbly again, which isn't good. Yeah. Very, which tough. apparently causes back problems. Yes, the food is so bad. Well, I, it I causes think, back problems. I think I sleep just weird. I, I, my, I don't know. It's yeah. There's a lot of things going on, and it happens. I mean, my wife's always had back problems, so it's not. But the older we get, I mean, I'm 48. You guys are slightly older than I am. Doesn't depression the older you get? Because, like, I'm literally sitting here going, is my stomach going to hurt for the rest of my life? I don't know. You know, probably I, not. I am less than two weeks from 50. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, we know? just got silent. Yeah. I am less than a week from rolling over to 49. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not thrilled about the prospect of next year being my year. Uh, and so I will be watching closely and carefully and I don't like that you work out more now, uh, cause I don't <laughs> want to do that. 
that is not my expected part of. Uh, I'm trying the, to the defy run. biology. Yeah, no, well, listen. I'll say I got a good, good for good friend from grad school. Uh, teachers at a very good um, uh, film and digital media program uh, who really struggled with weight for a long time and was was quite large for a while. And just within the past year and a half, two years, changed his diet and became a runner and was never something that he had ever had interest in doing ever in the first, you know, 50 years of life. And suddenly now he absolutely loves it. He has dropped a ton of weight, uh, watches what he eats, and, and cannot wait to get out for a run. If he has to miss a run for a day, he's just like, I feel awful. I just I wow. don't I don't like missing, and that never would have been him before. Um, <laughs> I look at him and I'm I'm so inspired, and I think it's great, and uh, I will never do that. Um, I, I wish that I could because it's definitely working. Like he he looks great and he's feeling great, and I hate him. I just renewed my <laughs> Planet Fitness membership. I want to try to go a little bit each day. I mean, I'm. I'm traveling a lot tomorrow, so I'm not sure if I can make it tomorrow. But I, I just want to start to feel better a little bit. I yeah, I don't feel like garbage necessarily. Well, with my stomach and back and yeah, this past week's been uh crap show to say the least, but I don't know. It's well, okay, Paul, you're the oldest. You're gonna turn fifty soon. Are, are you eighteen? Yeah, put in put in your dentures and tell us all about it. Are you aching right now? Or are you? Well, you just said you I have, yeah. You just worked out. But. Yeah, that's true. I have been in pain every day of my life since I was thirteen. I've had a bad back since I was thirteen. Now I have, um, I have the thing called the Haglund's deformity on my right heel, so my right heel is in constant pain. I have bad arthritis Ooh. in my left knee, so I'm I'm hurting perpetually. That's a humble brain. Look at you. <laughs> ah, these are my illnesses. Yeah. I seem to have developed a thing uh, on my feet. My feet seem huh. to hurt a lot now, and I'm not wild about it. But it's way up at the front by my toes. It's not oh, like wow. it's not like on the heel, which you know there's a lot of issues and whatever. A lot of people have things that are going on with their heel, but it's right up by the toes. Right That's behind, weird. yeah, it's it's in a weird spot, and I'm like, well, I don't know what's causing this or what to do about it. <laughs> so I try to stretch my feet regularly, um, you know, just Can that you kind crack of thing. Your toes? No, ew, no. Oh. I crack my knuckles, my hands all the time, but I don't crack my toes. Should yeah, I? My, my toes are too stubby to crack. It kind of huh. upsets me. Wish I could. So I also, because of just muscles and bones and all these different issues, I get into watching the videos of the people who crack, who do like spinal adjustments. And oh yeah, oh man, that's so satisfying to watch the people do adjustments. <laughs> oh, watching people do the thing with the with the neck, and so just everything cracks, cracking the upper back, my right shoulder is horrible but my left shoulder i can move around and whatever and it like i feel like it pops all the time it just is always kind of this crunch 
and nothing happens on this side because everything's too solid. It just can't loosen up enough to even do you know the old try. stuff that the other side's doing. I, I forget the name of the car. It's it's Mondragon something is the YouTube channel. She's a chiropractor. She does all the cracking in that. But then she like takes the scraper and like does this myofascial mm-hmm. scraping on the backs. Mm-hmm. That's very satisfying to watch. Do- Dr. Hightower, Dr. Bo Hightower. That's the one that I like to watch. That guy, he actually does a, a fair amount of athletes and pro wrestlers. That's how I started watching him. It was pro wrestlers that were in there, and he'll do adjustments on them. And, of course, you know, they have all kinds of issues. They've been banging their bodies around and whatever else, so it's, like, huge, satisfying cracks. <laughs> well, but I, I, and, I wish I had, like, a really good microphone. I could let you hear, like, just the awful grinding noise my left knee makes when I bend <laughs> Oh no, my knees have popped since college. Maybe even a little bit before. Just like I squat down, they pop. Yeah. Well, you gotta think about it. we're in our late forties. This is a discussion most late forties people have. But I'm depressed thinking I'm here now. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as you guys are talking, I'm looking <laughs> at my you've made it this far. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean it's a shock, you know. Like I but, thought I'd be dead a while ago. Mid- well, middle but, ages, we'd be elderly. But I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at Pepsid. I'm looking at back pain medication, uh, Tylenol. I'm looking mm-hmm. at Tums, and I'm sitting here like, I mean, Joe and I were talking about it. We're swapping pill stories. And I'm oh yeah, here like this is what I'm taking. I, I yeah, I'm a, I'm a druggie, but I guess I am now. I, a little I'm, bit. Again, hey, hey. If Have you tried like this one? I'm Ooh, not, is, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not <laughs> I told I told you off air. I I just my life was revolutionized when I got one of those daily pill organizers. That yeah. was like the greatest thing I've gotten in years. It was probably like ninety nine cents, but it changed my life. Yep. Oh, and I'm super jealous about that too. But we're men. I mean, it's like you know, our, our wives. I mean, you know, Joe is hopefully good chairs. You know. You, you, you've you used the app, uh, what was it, a sleep machine? Yeah, sleep apnea, CPAP. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, which is yep. good. I got one too. Yeah. We got to buy that. Yeah. If you're working out, that's great. But what have we become as men? I mean, yeah, take care of yourself, make you feel better. But, I mean, we're wearing apnea masks. We're, we're getting old, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> And it's yep. good if it keeps you alive more, go for it, you know? I mean, arg- arguably... I've needed it for right. 10 to 15 years. Right. Well, arguably, I should have had it a long, long time ago. So I'm old now, and it's just gotten to be too much, and I give up. I've got to stop pretending to be the indestructible teenager that I was for, you know, well, teenagers so seven years. But <laughs> uh, I just got to give up on that and do things that actually help me live and get through the day. A couple of years ago, I, I had to go to trifocals. That was step one. Mm. Yeah, I haven't I haven't broken down to that because I'm still at a place where I need glasses to see distances, like reading signs when I'm driving. But day to day, I take my glasses off all the time. Like I just take them off and I don't really use them or whatever. I can read okay without without them. If I'm on the computer for a long time, I've got a set of glasses that I'll put on and my I know I'm going to be like on working on something all afternoon or something, but uh, I love the fact the worst thing you could do if you get trifocals, 
wait several days before you try to navigate a flight of steps. That That is a horror experience because you don't know where to look. <laughs> you don't know how to look. Like, just... Like I'm gonna die trying to climb these stairs because I, I I don't know where I'm supposed to be looking. Wow. Well, I'm glad I don't have very many stairs in my house. There you go. I'm all on one floor. I have a couple of stairs to get up into the house, but when I'm in the house, I'm fine. Wow. Yeah, we're we're just getting old. Well, uh, tomorrow when when we do our previews, I'll tell more about why we're going, but. Paul and I are making the appearance, I guess. Is that the way to say? I'm not sure. But Paul's got to watch my back because for work, I'm going to review a Mexican restaurant, and I'm excited about reviewing that. But I'm not going to watch your back too close. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. I'll watch it from a distance. From a distance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Way back. Uh, yeah, because my my butt might talk, and that would be good. Yeah. I guess I'm saying, please tap me on the back if I'm order something very ridiculous, you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know what your system can handle and, and what oh, not much. being in a car together, I, I'm yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> this guy scrapes the the, <laughs> the big Mac sauce off of the thing. Like what do you what is what can he handle? I don't even know. I'm not sure he can handle walking into a Mexican restaurant. Well I I'll tell you going yeah, I took the kids to McDonald's trying to get my wife to night out. I will say, now we go to the same one because it's quiet and with a couple special needs kids. It's, it's not as crazy as everyone's could be. But the girl that usually waits on us, she understands. She made a face, I think, the first time I ordered the Big Mac without sauce. But she understands now. Paul, I think there's a big... She's just giving up. She's I know, resigned. I, That's not... I just like, you guys think I'm crazy. I think there's like, what does Trump call it the silent majority? And I don't want to consider myself like Trump, but I think there's a silent majority of people who don't like sauce in the Big Macs. Like, if we took a poll of people tonight, yeah, they would all say, oh, we love the sauce. But I bet you a lot of There would be be 999,999 people saying, well, yeah, that's what makes it a Big Mac. That's what they say. And then there'd be Chris. <laughs> that's what they say, but they're really doing the other thing. I mean, I bet you if we were nope. honest and we talked to Big Ma- McDonald's tonight, they'd be like, man, we got so much extra sauce that we haven't used. If that was true, you like, wouldn't be getting weird looks when you ask for it. You'd be like, oh, another one. No, that was the first time. And apparently we, we get a large audience in the Sunbury area because, you know, now they're like, oh, yeah. It doesn't surprise them at no, all. No, they just they see you get out of your car. They're like, "Here he comes." No, I, I think there's Home a lot dry of man. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's only you. They've just come to accept oh. it. A- ask them next time. Ask them how many other people ask for no sauce on their Big Mac just in that one location. I've done that recently, but I think the person that was the cashier, or whatever, was very nice. You know what I mean? Like you could sit there and say. I just farted. What do you think? And then she'd be like, oh, that's She'd be great. like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's <laughs> now, I was gonna, just also going to say, do they still have people at the counter at your McDonald's? Because well, we are down to you got to use the, the kiosk. I don't think I'm liked. And I really think if I'm getting the weird looks, 
you can go to the clerk, but it's very strange. You know, it's like buying a newspaper. You're probably like, what? You know, I don't buy the print. Well, newspaper. the kiosk even let you get a Big Mac without sauce. Is that even an option? Yes, it is. I just was chasing two kids around. I can't say, hey, kids, gather around and watch Dad, you know, <laughs> hit the numbers. I'm like, I tried it, and I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to go up front. And this game is boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the worst oh, yeah, video yeah. game ever. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. So, um, I'm yeah. glad that iceberg lettuce gives you enough moisture to swallow it. Yes, I'm being old. So, yeah, yeah Paul, help me out for your sake because we're going to sit together at a concert and everything. So, you don't want me having issues because flatulating. Yeah, it's going to affect you. So. Um, yeah, and, and again, it's not the Mexican place. It's my upset stomach where probably anything I digest would, you know, come back. You know, we're very upset. So there's a reason well, that great. we don't do this all in the same studio. Yes, we're, <laughs> we're states of nothing to do with geography. <laughs> yeah, we do with geography because of our flatulence. You know, it's the flatulence. Oh, it's it's tough. So, um, oh. Paul, the other night, uh, I think it was the night we didn't have a podcast. Uh, I think one of the stories that sent out was um, some teacher either played a yes. music on his kids or he didn't realize it was. Um, so the Winnie the Pooh movie, uh, they did kind of like a spoof on it. It was like Blood Moon or... Yeah, last, last year, uh, Winnie the Pooh went into public domain. And so immediately... Yeah. Somebody right. jumped on it and made a horror movie called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which oh, yep. included all of the Winnie the Pooh characters that are in public domain. Tigger uh, is not yet in public domain. Yeah. So it didn't he didn't come arrive for another couple of years. So Tigger is not in uh the first Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, but you can probably expect a sequel. Okay, uh, Paul, you said it was way over the top. Like, you tried to watch. You yeah, said you watch it. Or? I, I tried watching it, and I got to about forty-two minutes. And let me just say off the bat, fascinating concept. The the way that they set it up, and they they explained the beginning. It, there's a reason why it's only Pooh and Piglet in the movie. Um, very interesting spin. Like you start off with the lovable Pooh Bear that we all know from stories, and they explain why now he's a psychopath. Um, great concept, you know, decent acting, but two flaws. Um, number one, just kind of the the law of horror. In forty two minutes, they showed Pooh and Piglet way too much. I mean, that's one of the oh. things you got to like just see a hand or see them just uh, a pe- you just. You see them full on way too much. Kind of save that for later in the movie. But the main thing with it, it's kind of like the the writers and directors were just giddy little kids. Like, ah, Pooh's doing horrible things to people. I mean, just, you can imply what they're about to do. We don't have to see every second of what they're doing to the people they attack. Um, just, yeah, mm. over the top on the gore. You know, some people say less is more, but do you know what's more yes. than less? <laughs> more. Well, is it the sometimes shot? more is a lot more than less. 
did they go for the war just because they said, whoa, people aren't expecting, you know, Winnie the Pooh to be a murderer, so let's ratchet it up, right? But see, I think... They're I think it was a horrible execute. thing, and they're going to get away with it. So they're just doing as much as they possibly can. They didn't decide yeah. to make a good movie about this. They just made one that they can do for free. Yeah, it's it could have been really good. I mean, I, I was into the concept. Just kind of save the reveal of Pooh and Piglet till later, um, and just you could show us one time where they kill somebody. We don't need to see every detail of every per. It just it was over. I mean, I'm not a big slasher movie person. I've never watched any of the Saw movies. This is kind of like it was like Saw level torture, and that's just I'm like I no, no I tap out there. That's too much. Now that, uh, I'm I'm making an assumption here that part of the reason that you decided to go ahead and watch it was because of the article that we read for that we were going to talk about before about a teacher in Florida who um, had decided to have a movie day for, what was it, fourth graders, right? Was it fourth graders or sixth graders or something like that? And allowed the students to choose the film. And so they agreed to watch Winnie the Pooh. And what was selected was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, not knowing it. The teacher had not screened it, which also teachers don't ever do that. Make sure you <laughs> screen it first. And then the teacher proceeded to check out and be working on some other thing while the kids were being entertained by this movie. Kids were complaining that it was really scary and didn't like it and wanted to stop. And the teacher didn't stop it until about around a half hour. If so what you're saying had, is like, there was the a very, lot of trauma in the yes. first half hour. The, the very beginning of the movie is just like sketch drawings of the characters explaining the setup to how we got to this point. If he had just stayed awake for those two minutes, he would have been like, hmm, something doesn't seem right here. I mean, it, not even, you didn't have to get past the sketch drawing part of the movie to say, I don't think we should continue this. Yeah, my dad made me laugh. My my dad always thought movies it wasn't right, like morally right to go to movies. And that's another story for another day. But I had some of that myself. Yeah, I had pretty big jaw surgery, so they wanted to come down. They thought I had cancer. It was weird because I they never told me I had cancer, so it was fine. This was like about ten years ago. So my dad was like. They're kind of running out of stuff to do because it was pretty much watch Chris sleep and recover from the surgery. So Dad's like, "Well, do you want to go to the movie?" I'm like, "Whoa, you never want to go to movies." And he's like, "I know, but there's not much else to do. Let's do that." So he heard me talk about this Lincoln movie at the time. I really wanted to watch. Uh, what, what was it? Daniel Day Lewis to play Lincoln. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it was epic, great movie, and everything. So my dad heard me talk about Lincoln, but he almost wanted to go. He's like, "Well, here's that Lincoln movie." It was Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Not the same thing. Yeah, if you watch Vampire Hunter, you will definitely hate you know movies for good, but yeah. <laughs> it, it was wild. So we're kind of up against it. We got about five minutes left. Uh uh I was gonna share some holy marriages. A couple 
uh, things I want to let you guys know that was kind of fun. Um, Bernie Kozar made some news. I wanted to talk about that for, with you guys for a second. Uh, Bernie's actually from the Youngstown area. He went to high school in Borman. You know, he went from there to the University of Miami and everything. Did you hear where Bernie Kozar was on Sunday? Yep. Yes. Um, Bernie, you know, obviously Bernie's iconic in Cleveland with the Browns and everything. Um, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, uh, the brothers who play in the NFL, they were Browns fans growing up. And over the weekend, Bernie shared a picture of the Kelseys in, I think it was like junior high, they were wearing the Bernie uniform because they grew up in Cleveland Heights. Well, as you know, you know, Travis is dating uh, Taylor Swift. Um, so Bernie ended up, he's helping Travis's um, charity. So Bernie got invited over to Kansas City. He over to Travis's house before the game. Well, Travis was there, Taylor Swift was there. So Bernie goes up to Taylor Swift asking for a selfie. So we published a big selfie of Taylor Swift and Bernie Kozar. You, you think um, Bernie, Travis Kelsey has anything to worry about? I mean, I don't no. know if Bernie's married or not, but you, you never know. I mean, it could be Bernie Kozar and Taylor Swift now, you know? Bernie's what, 72 or something? <laughs> he was interviewed on a Cleveland radio station afterwards, and they were joking. They were like, did, he, did she approach you? And he's like, she's not approaching an old man like me. You know, it was kind of funny. Um, no, I, I don't think we've, we didn't have a show since this, but when we went up to visit my daughter in college, we, the three of us went to see the Eras tour in cinema. Uh, so I got oh, yeah. a little taste of the, the concert really good really good <laughs> what do you think joe did, did paul know that story because paul's a huge taylor swift guy like uh, yes. the, do you think paul has like google alerts of any time taylor swift's name comes up i absolutely do i assume <laughs> so yeah. i i could bring up a taylor swift story or connection across be like the oh yeah i heard about that paul's like yeah i know i know <laughs> well Mostly because my daughter will have told me about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't have I don't have that alert on my own. Computer. We we had another fun pop culture story. It's, it's slated to go tomorrow. It's funny as an editor, you know, we're busy. We don't have a chance to hear about every story that comes out there, and it's so weird how stuff just falls in your plate. Um, I'm a big fan of Conan O'Brien. I like his Conan O'Brien needs a friend podcast. So I'm listening to that the other day, and on Thursdays, he he calls a random fan, and they have fun talking, and he asks about their life and everything. Well, this girl talks about being a zookeeper, and she's in Central Ohio. So I'm like, whoa, she must be at the Columbus Zoo, because we don't have that many other zoos here in Central Ohio. Turns out she was. I found out her name. I just randomly put in Facebook. She's actually from the Youngstown area. So uh, it was fun. We got to talk to her today. Just my experience. She's a big Conan fan, too. So we'll have something about that tomorrow on Thursday, too. So it was fun. And then um, we, um, I got a chance to interview Joe Gatto. He was from Impractical Jokers. Um, he's going to make an appearance up in Youngstown tomorrow. And Paul and I were making an appearance. I, it's, Joe Gatto wasn't specifically requesting us, but... If you're out in Youngstown, but he was. yeah, that he was. He's like, if I'll come to Youngstown if you're right. If Paul and Chris could show up, we're like, whoa, that's great. So, 
I'll tell you, Paul's a huge fan of Gatto. I'm I'm pro Gatto. I'm a huge huge fan. But it was fun. Uh, what did you think? I mean, these, uh, you know, Paul, you said you listened to the interview. It's it sounded like he was happy. He was, yeah. He sounds like he's a, he's a generally ball. happy dude. Yeah. And Sal from Impractical Jokers is a huge Steelers fan. So Whoa. I don't know. Maybe he'll. That's awfully. Maybe he'll come into town for the early for the game and. Yes. Come say hi to Joe. It, it was funny. Um, and uh, bravo to Joe Gatto because Joe was Joe was funny during the interview, which you need to do as a comedian. Um, I was asking what he thought about Youngstown. Um, but they'd never been there before. He's like, Oh, it's very name in Oldsville. So you knew that um, you know, guy has never been to Youngstown before, but who knows, maybe he'll like it. It should be good. So Joe, anything going on in your life that you want to share? No. No, all right. Nothing. Just finished a uh, big performance with my school, and uh, that's over, and now I don't have anything for a long time, and I'm excited about that. You were talking about Law & Order reruns. So you, so you know, Just watching Law & Order reruns, scrolling <laughs> on my phone. Do you watch it straight through, or do you just kind of randomly turn on a show and bask in it? Well, I'll, if I turn on the show, uh, if I'm watching like regular television, a cable or whatever, it'll usually be a marathon, and so it'll be a bunch of them. Or sometimes I watch it on Peacock, so uh, that they just run, they just keep running. Paul, Paul, you hear about that in the church? Like, do you preach on a certain verse, or are you preaching about a topic? I, I think the same thing applies for. Law and order. Are you watching it, you know, front to back, or are you just picking, you know, <laughs> fifteen minutes of a random show, you know, and enjoying it? You know, I, I think there's a theology to it. You think, Paul? There's a theology of uh, Law and Order. You think? Well, now, I mean, is, I'm not a big Law and Order guy, but is there like, are there overarching plots where like, no, if, no, you, it's okay, one, of the, like, one of the few procedural, like literal procedurals where. Right. Like, it it's feels like you pretty much just like drop it forever. And... Oh yeah, yeah. The overarching story things usually only show up when they're making a change where somebody is stepping out of the show and a new character has to come in. So gotcha. when there's something that carries over for like two a two episode a two parter or something, it's very unusual. Well, there's like 500 seasons long order, so that's very reassuring. That you can <laughs> pop in wherever. Like you're not like oh crap, I got sorry. Yeah. Yeah, blog my way through it. All. Definitely, Lenny Briscoe's the best. So anywhere in there, when it's with uh, Benjamin Bratt, or if it's with uh, Detective Green, like that whole range, those are the those are the quality ones. I gotta check out. My wife likes watching this, and I haven't. I'm not sure where the series is right now, but. On my Facebook, for some reason, it keeps on saying me, like, when you get into the shorts part of Facebook, mm -hmm. you send me, like, uh, videos of the rookie. And I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. Uh, have you heard about that one? I've it's heard like of a, it, but I've watched it. It's like a 40-year-old guy that wants to be a police officer. So he's older, he's not as fast and everything, and he's kind of struggling. And it seems like every show, they're in this really ridiculous situation. Like, there's no shows where they're like, oh, here's a normal day on patrol. It's usually, you know, 
officer involved shooting or, you know, like some terrorist attack or it, it's not as dramatic as 24, but it has that feel a little bit. It's kind of weird. So, but Hey, I will say there's an outstanding season of taskmaster in progress or about, I think this week's the halfway point of the season. So uh, go to YouTube taskmaster channel season 16. Good are stuff. You a, are you a taskmaster guy? Joe? No, <laughs> I, I, there's a podcast I like to listen to where they've talked about from time to time. I haven't got to check it out yet, Paul. I'm not sure if that means I, I won't, but would you See, so if you like if you like Cats does countdown and that, I mean it's this basically the same people who are on that show and they're just competing in little contests and mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Awesome. Very good. Well, Paul, other than binging Taskmaster, is there anything else you're working on? Um, no, I'm just, uh, I've taken the foot off the gas. I was like living in my car for about three weeks. Uh, just had, uh, on Monday moved my son, uh, out of the house. So he's, he has officially, officially spread his wings and flown the coop. Uh, oh my goodness. So, yeah, so we're just, uh, taking a deep breath now because we had, uh, quite a gauntlet for a little bit there. Ooh. Wow. All right. Um, someday. Someday. Yeah, for me, especially <laughs> the podcast, we're trying to upload more stuff on it. I'm going to try to share some of the work stuff we do, too. You know, the Joe Gatto and some other stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, lots of stuff going on Mahoney Matters. Um, subscribe to the newsletter. If you want to give money, go for it. We'd, we always appreciate that. Um yeah, I think that's it for me. I mean, I can always talk about a bunch of stuff, but that's really about it. We only got here at a certain time, so it'll be good. All right. Anything else in general that we should mention? No, I don't think so. Nope. Uh, Bedtime. Just a little bit of a political comment. I'm seeing my phones are blowing up. That's why I keep looking at it. Never mass shooting in Maine. They're seeing at least 16 dead, so I won't make any political comments about it, but We've talked about guns before, and I don't know. I'm sad tonight because of that. So I don't know. It's terrible. Yeah, it's like do something, and I don't know. I this is something news. You know, I have to watch the news, and I saw three, four hours of Republicans patting each other on the back because they they finally got their Speaker of the House through, and it's like okay, fine. I don't know how that matters to anybody else other than you guys, but. Let's do something about the gun issue. I and mean, if we really want to make America better, let's find a way of tackling it. You know, and, but we spent more time patting each other in the back for being Speaker of the House, which is kind of weird. So, all right, that's my political comment for tonight. All right. <laughs> so, I feel weird saying that now. It's, it's kind of weird. So, all right, for Joe and Paul, this is Chris. Thanks for checking us out. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>